0: Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, April 17th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman too, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, whether you're a first time listener of the show or a frequent listener and just haven't done so already, please make sure to go and show some support real quick. Make sure to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's a hundred percent for free and really does help me out tremendously. While you're there, Go and smash that like button, comment down below, and turn on those push notifications so that you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. For all you audio listeners out there, you can also listen along for 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. You can also go and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which I also would greatly appreciate. It only takes two seconds to really help grow the show. It means a lot to me, folks. I greatly appreciate all your support. All right, so as all of you know already, based on the title of today's episode, I recently sat down with, or I guess not sat down, I talked through uh, StreamYard with IceHogs defenseman Alec Regula and forward prospect Ryder Rolston ahead of their play-in series, kicking off on Wednesday against the Iowa Wild. Very grateful and fortunate to have Talked with these two for about 15 minutes each, picking their brains about where the Ice Hogs are at right now and for Rolston about how he's feeling in his recovery. And I also asked him whether or not he thinks he's going to play for the Ice Hogs here in the playoffs. So I hope you all enjoy these interviews as much as I did chatting with them. Let's not waste any more time. Here we go. All right. With the Rockford IceHogs clinching up their playoff spot last night with a victory, I'm very fortunate to be joined now by IceHogs defenseman Alec Regula here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Alec, first, just want to say thank you for taking the time, man. Greatly appreciate it. Congratulations on the victory last night. I know things got a little hairy here down the stretch, but had to feel good getting the job done with the backs against the wall now.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Jack. And, uh, yeah, like you said, kind of went all the way down to the wire. But, um, you know, we punched our ticket and we're in the dance now. So, um, you know, we're all looking forward to getting started on a Wednesday.
0: And you and the Ice Hogs picked up victories in five of the last seven games in order to get into that best of three play in series against the Iowa Wild. Can you kind of talk to me about what the feel is like in the locker room right now? Because you're obviously playing some good hockey, been winning some meaningful games You also get Lucas Reichel and Alex Vlasic back from the NHL. Buddy Robinson returns as well. Joey Anderson is now part of the group, too. And it feels like for the first time in a little while, I mean, it it just felt like it was a revolving door up in Chicago this year. A lot of moving parts. But now it kind of feels like you guys have found your groove and everyone's kind of all together down in Rockford. Talk to me about the feel in the locker room with that being the scenario right now.
1: Yeah, it feels good. And, you know, you touched on it a little bit there. Uh, like you said, um, just a revolving door is a good way to put it. A lot of guys going up and down. Um, you know, we also had some, some uh, tough stretches with injuries. You know, guys being in and out. Myself, I was out a little bit too. Um, so uh, it was tough in that regard for our team to kind of come together and uh, for the staff as well to kind of, you know, plug in pieces and try to find that chemistry. Um, you know, and then you see at the trade deadline, you know, a couple guys go on their way out and get a couple new guys coming in too. So, um, just in that regard, and the whole aspect, it's been kind of challenging to, uh, you know, find the right chemistry and um, kind of bring it all together coming into the playoffs. But, um, you know, like you said, just recently, you know, got Vlasic, Reichs back, Anderson's down here, and we get to have a couple games with those guys before we head into the into the playoffs. So, um, you know, just a couple test runs and uh, big games before we actually have to the real thing so um and it went well we won a couple of games and I think um just the, the feel in the room is is a, it's a good feeling you know I think we all all year we kind of know that we all know we've had a good we have a good team good roster and uh you know when we play our best we can beat anybody and we all truly believe that so um now that we kind of are settled in a little bit I think we're all really excited to see what we can do.
0: Absolutely, and I also wanted to ask you about with a lot of moving pieces going on throughout the course of the season due to injury and, and call ups and whatnot. Talk to me about how you've thought the job of. Uh, coach Anders Sorensen has done so far this season. He obviously got named as the interim last year after there were kind of some shakeups in the organization. You guys were a very young group last year. I believe the fourth youngest in the entire AHL, you wind up qualifying for the Calder cup playoffs last season. You get the job done down the stretch to get in once again this year. How do you think he's done as a head coach in his first two seasons with this group?
1: Yeah, uh, I think he's done well. You know, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, We have a good relationship and, uh, You know, like I said, I think uh, it's definitely a big credit to him for us getting into the playoffs this year. Um, You know, a lot of a lot of things out of his control that, uh, you know, he just had to kind of take head on and um, figure it out on the fly. So um, it's definitely been a big challenge for him and the rest of his staff. But, um, you know, he's always kept a good attitude and, uh, you know, he always has our backs and he's looking out for us. And he wants you can tell he really wants the best for each and every one of us. So. Um, he doesn't hold any grudges or anything like that. I mean, I could go on and on. I I really am a big fan of him. And um, I think a lot of the other guys would say the same. And, um, you know, he's done a good job. And um, I think uh, he really wants to be a coach in the NHL. And you can see that based on his approach every day and um, how much he loves the game and how much, uh, you know, winning and doing the right things mean to him. So um, I think he's done really well
0: was there any different message that he provided last night with obviously the circumstances going into that game or was it kind of just the same mentality in the locker room? Just, just, you know, one game, just obviously the circumstances are a little more highlighted.
1: Yeah, I think uh, as, as players, you know, a lot of us, we just kind of went about it as it was another game, you know, you just got to kind of do the things you normally do to try to play your best. And it was, uh, you know, we're the back end of a three and three. So it's just kind of, you know, get out there and go play. It's one of those tough things. But as far as Anders, um, yeah, he did kind of have a different approach. You know, usually when we get to an away game, we kind of get settled. You know, they'll um, pull in the TV and we'll watch some video on, on the other team and run through just some touch-ups and reminders and stuff. But, you know, it's game 72 and we've played them 10 times or whatever it is. And Um, You know, we knew we knew the situation with the wolves behind us and everything. And, you know, instead of, uh, you know, doing his normal routine with the video, he kind of just came in and said, you know, forget about forget about what the wolves are doing or how what's going on. You know, he said we control our own destiny. You know, we win and we're in. So he said, I I feel really good about that. And um, let's just focus on us. And, you know, we've played these guys 10 times. It's our third game on the weekend. You know, we all believe we can do it. So let's just go out there and do it. And then, you know, that that kind of just bled into the game. And we uh, were able to get it done.
0: Another team that you've seen a lot of this season is who you're going to be having a best of three play in series was starting on Wednesday against the Iowa Wild. Just looking through the schedule this year, I believe you guys had seven games against them this season that reached overtime. So obviously a lot of uh, close battles between those two clubs. What are your kind of thoughts on their team and what's it going to be able to take for uh, you guys to beat them two times in these next three games?
1: Yeah, it's been uh we've had some really good games against them this year. They're uh they're a good team. Um I think they have a really good top two lines, they're really skilled. Um and then they had some defensemen that can move the puck really well too. So um we match up well against them, I think, and uh like you said, a lot of overtime games, so um it's gonna be a close series, but um it's three games, so you just get right after it and uh I think we're all confident now that you know we're kind of settled in and all together that, uh, we can get it done. So I'm um, not going to overthink it too much and just kind of go out there and play our game.
0: Alec, you were also part of the group last year that found a way to get the job done in the play in series against the Texas stars. Is there anything that you can take away from that series to help you in this one against the wild or also just from that playoff run in general? Is there anything that's kind of stuck with you throughout the course of the season or for kind of the whole group for that matter?
1: Yeah, I think just, you know, it being best two out of three, it's just, you know, each game is massively important. And uh, it's, uh, you know, like you saw last year, I think it was it was two to one and then it was one, nothing in overtime. So um, I think it's just the emphasis on, you know, being very structured and, um, you know, the team that, you know, Ben don't break, you know, the team that breaks is probably going to be the one that loses in, the, in that situation. So it's just about, you know, being super dialed in, being super, you know, you know, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, being all over it like that. So um, it's a game of inches and that's kind of what stuck with me from, from last year's experience.
0: Alec, getting into your game uh, personally here for a second, this was essentially your second full season at the professional level with the Rockford Ice Hogs, tallied 21 points in 55 games this year. But can you kind of talk to me about what your mindset was heading into this season? Were there any things you were trying to improve upon in particular or something you were um, a little bit more focused at after having that first professional season fully under your belt?
1: Yeah, I think in the off season, I was really focused on just moving the puck quicker, making quicker decisions and, uh, you know, just trying to play clean games and, uh, you know, not, you know, make tape-to-tape passes and just being really efficient and clean and making quick decisions. So that was my biggest thing focus on this off season. And I think, uh, you know, coming into the year, I had some pretty high expectations for myself. And, um, you know, I think uh, throughout the year, I've kind of dealt with some injuries and some kind of nagging things that I still do still dealing with day to day. And uh, it's been a little bit disappointing. But, you know, that's that's the sport. That's the game. And uh, it's just kind of part of it. And I'm kind of glad that I'm going through this experience, you know, now when I'm a little bit younger, and I think I've learned a lot And, uh, just more, more, more experience I can take into this off season. So, but, um, yeah, as far as something to focus on, that was my, my main thing. And I think, uh, I did a good job coming in this year on that. And, but like I said, some ups and downs, but I mean, that's going to be another thing I'm going to kind of try to keep improving on in this summer as well.
0: And we've seen recently that you've been playing on the top defensive pairing with Isaac Phillips for a good stretch here as of late. What do you like about playing with Isaac and how would you kind of describe your guys' game and also what you need to do to be the defensive anchor on the back end for the Icehawks throughout this postseason run?
1: Yeah, I really like playing with Isaac. He's a, he's a, a great player, obviously, and um, he's very, he's just so athletic. He's uh Super covers a lot of ground, very fast, very strong. And, uh, you know, he actually he thinks the game really well, too. And he makes uh, hard plays, tape tape plays. He's very reliable. You know, he's the kind of player that a coach can put out and feel super comfortable that he's going to make make the right decisions. So um, he's very consistent and uh, makes my life a lot easier out there just knowing where he's going to be all the time and um, just kind of playing with a predictable player like that. So, but I mean, I think as us, as a pair together, I think we just have to be, you know, just a steady, steady two that can be put out in any situation and, um, you know, play the right way and kind of be reliable. So uh, I think we've done a good job with that coming down the stretch and hopefully we can kind of carry it into the plan.
0: Al, before I uh, wrap things up, whenever I finish up. In interview, I like to end things a little bit on the lighter side, let the fans get to know you a little bit more. Uh, Did I see correctly that you're from West Bloomfield, Michigan? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: So I'm assuming you grew up a Red Wings fan?
1: Yeah, I did grow up a Red Wings fan.
0: So who were kind of uh, your childhood idols, if you will, or guys that you idolized growing up and wanting to get into the game of hockey?
1: Yeah, I think uh, a big one for me was Nick Lidstrom. You know, I I, uh, loved him. He was so much fun to watch. I remember going to those games with Joe and just watching him was, it was unbelievable. And he is uh, just a really, really good player. And uh, I actually, as I got a little bit older, I played on the same triple A team as his son, Sam. And uh, so I got to know him a little bit personally too. And uh, he's just a really good guy. And um, I was always really starstruck by him and he's uh, just an awesome player. And then another one that's maybe a little bit, uh, you know, not as much of a big name as I I uh, always loved uh, Valtteri Filippula. I don't really know why or what reason, but just when I was younger, I just kind of always gravitated towards him going to the games and I was uh, I was a big fan of him. So I have a bunch of signed pucks and stuff from him and uh, I really liked his game.
0: Filippula was always a thorn in the side to play against. I have memory, many memories as a Blackhawks fan of like the 2008-2009 series where the Blackhawks were finally like stepping up and trying to reach Detroit's level. And Philpula there's one play he had a a three on one with Samuelson to bury the Hawks in game five of O A. You might've been a little too young to remember that one, but um, both those guys were pains in the butt to play against for the Chicago Blackhawks. And I was actually going to ask you about Nicholas Lidstrom. I'm assuming with you being a defenseman that probably had a huge impact on you wanting to play that position, right?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, he was just a staple in Detroit and, um, you know, anyone my age getting into the game was just, you know, him, Zetterberg, Datsuk. Those guys were just, they were the best. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't think there's a better role model than a guy like Lidstrom. He just did all the right things, and he was just uh, incredible. So, yeah, I, I loved watching him.
0: So then getting drafted by your hometown team, the Detroit Red Wings, talk to me about how awesome of an experience that must have been.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I uh, just went to the draft in Dallas, and I didn't really – have any expectations or whatsoever i had a lot of interviews and i didn't really have a good feeling about one team or another and um when i got drafted by the red wings it was super surreal and amazing and then you know uh to, get to spend the rest of the summer in detroit and be with my friends and family it was um awesome and then kind of getting to know a lot of the people in that organization too was was uh, something i'll be forever grateful for
0: And and then on the other end of that, obviously you get traded from Detroit to Chicago. Was there any, like, uh, I do want to ask, was there any, like, text messages from friends or family or anything like, oh, the Blackhawks of all the teams you get traded to? Was it any funny situations like that at all or anything?
1: Yeah, for sure. A lot of, uh, a lot of my Michigan, Michigan friends had sent me messages like that. And, um, you know, it's all in good fun, but, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, one original six team to another. So it could always be worse. And, um, you know, I've come to love this organization and, uh, top to bottom, it's been really great to me. So it's been a good situation.
0: Alec, last hard hitting question. I'll ask you before I let you get on out of here, Chicago style pizza or Detroit style pizza, putting you on the spot.
1: Uh, I gotta go Detroit style.
0: Got to go with your home guns. I understand. Um, but Alec, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and taking the time to join this with me and best of luck throughout the Rockford IceHogs playoff run. Hopefully it's a long and successful one for this group.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Jack.
0: All right. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with IceHogs defenseman Alec Regula. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into my conversation with forward prospect Ryder Rolston. But first, I need to talk to you all about game time, which is the perfect place For last minute ticket deals, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And personally, I've used Game Time since well before they were an ad for the show. I used them since back when I was in high school. It's always been a simple and cheap way for me to purchase my tickets. I also love how they give me images of my seats along with event cancellation protection. So go and download the Game Time app today. Create an account and use the code Lockdown NHL in all caps for $20 off your first purchase. Again, all you got to do is go and create an account on the GameTime app. Redeem the code LockdownNHL in all caps for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed game time. All right, I'm joined now by Blackhawks, 21-year-old forward prospect Ryder Rolston, who, of course, recently inked his entry-level contract with the club and has been with the Rockford Icehawks the last couple of weeks on a professional trial. First off, Ryder, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time to hop on the podcast, and congratulations on the fellas picking up a big win last night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, too.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. So Ryder, obviously you're in kind of an interesting situation right now. Uh, You unfortunately had to miss the end of your third season with the Notre Dame fighting Irish due to a broken collarbone. But once their season wraps up, you just recently signed your entry-level contract with the Blackhawks. And I just want to ask you about how sort of all that came about. Was this something for you that was kind of always in the cards potentially coming into your season and were you in communication with the Blackhawks about this process? I just kind of wanted to know how this all came about.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, going into this year, I, you know, had had the goal of, you know, hopefully going in, having a good year and, and getting the opportunity to sign. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, I kind of had an idea going into the year. I had a good development camp last year and, you know, had some confidence, you know, going after that. I was in, you know, conversation with you know, a few of the, the guys in the front office there, but I wasn't too sure what was going to happen. Obviously, you don't want to look too far into the future, especially, you know, going into a college season. You want to just kind of live in the moment and stuff like that. But um, like you said, my, my goal was to, to sign uh, after this year and have a good enough season to do that. So, um, you know, once that opportunity kind of presented itself, um, I was it was a no brainer for me for sure.
0: So was it something that you kind of reached out to the Blackhawks about, or was it just kind of like an open dialogue on on both both ends? Was it something they were thinking you'd be ready for? What was kind of the communication? Yeah, about?
2: no, it was more more so on them. They were the ones to reach out and stuff. I mean, I obviously wasn't going to reach out. That's you know not not really something I would do on my part. But you know they they reached out, and um, that's kind of just how everything came about. Yeah.
0: And then, as I already referenced you. Uh, sadly suffered a broken collarbone in January during your third year with Notre Dame. Um, But we have seen recently since that you've joined the Ice Hogs, you've shed that non-contact sweater, I believe, in practice. How has kind of the recovery process been and how are you feeling right now health-wise?
2: Yeah, I feel great. You know, I was cleared to play uh, two weeks ago Um, and just, yeah, being in practice, you know, being around all the guys, building relationships, you know, not only with the players, but with the staff as well has been awesome. And you know, obviously it's a little bit different of a situation, you know, you come into a team that's trying to make the playoffs. Uh, Obviously now we did, but you know, you you come in after having your season and and it's hard to kind of gel with a team that way because, you know, they've been together all year, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful for, you know, just how well the guys have kind of taken me in. And, um, you know, I feel at home here. I already feel at home here. I think the guys have done a good job and, you know, welcoming in with that and, you know, the staff as well. And, you know, I think it's, it's been a pretty seamless transition you know, that's given me confidence as well. So it's been awesome.
0: Well, that's awesome to hear, Ryder. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, and I know it's not fully in your control, but do you know if the plan is for you to maybe get in a game action? We know you haven't returned as of yet. Or is it more kind of like you said, you're building these relationships and these new dynamics with new teammates ahead of your first full professional season next year?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure right now. I haven't had really that conversation. I think it's just kind of day by day. I mean, Obviously, the guys that have been in right now, you know, they've been here all year and they're playing well. And, you know, there's there's nothing more than I want is for for us to win games moving down the stretch. And whether that means, you know, I do go in, whether I don't, it's, you know, obviously up to them. But, you know, I just want to do anything you know that I can to help help our team win hockey games.
0: Absolutely. And, And I did want to ask you about making that decision to forego your last season of college eligibility to make the jump to professional hockey. What, was that a, a difficult decision after the three years that you've had at, at Notre Dame?
2: Uh, it was bittersweet. It was definitely bittersweet. I mean, I enjoyed my time at Notre Dame. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world, just the relationships, you know, I made with with the guys there and, and you know, just integrating myself in the community, you know, both in the classroom and on the ice. But, you know, that was just another stop on the path. Obviously, the goal is to play in the NHL. And, um, you know, once I, I did have my, you know, contract and everything was kind of, you know, right there in front of me, I, I didn't really think twice. I mean, I knew I wanted to sign, and, you know, once that came about, I, I didn't really think twice.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Ryder, talking about your game personally here for a second, it feels like whenever your name gets brought up, everyone wants to talk about the speed. And when I've seen you play, obviously that's evident. But one thing, maybe even more so than the speed, for me personally at least, when watching you play and watching you at Blackhawks Development Camp and at the Prospect Showcase last year got against the Wild was that shot of yours. And I also read even, you said so yourself, I believe, a quote of yours with Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times recently. You even said that your shot maybe goes a little bit under the radar. Talk to me about that shot of yours, because it looks like everywhere that you've played at, you've been a pretty good goal scorer at every level.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing too is like, being able to to use those two things right like like yes. you said my speed is my number one attribute as a player and i try to use that you know all over the ice but you know the other thing is using that speed again to get into areas to utilize my shot so i think growing up those were just the, the two biggest things that you know i was i was always always working on as a kid you know and i think being able to to continue growing those two things and, and making them more you know seamless in terms of you know utilizing them at the pro level now you know those are the two big things that are going to give me success. So as long as I'm, you know, using my speed and and also, you know, integrating my shot into putting both of those things together, you know, it helps. Um, And so that, that's kind of my mindset. And that's why I worked on that, you know, my whole life. And that's why, you know, I think those are my two biggest attributes as a player.
0: And with the way that the NHL has been going these last five, 10 years, speed's the name of the game, right? So it feels like it's almost becoming a prerequisite at this point. If you want to be a real special player at the highest level, you got to have that speed now. So uh, awesome to hear you talk about how those two things kind of come together and can benefit everything when you do both of those well. But now as you take this next step into the professional level, right, what are kind of the things that you're trying to work on the most? Like where where do you think your game needs to take a step at in order to, you know, keep rising through the ranks?
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me right now is, is just going to be continuing maturing my body. Uh, I think I want to put on some weight here and, you know, have a little bit more corner weight, especially moving into pro, you're playing against men. So, um, I think it's going to be a big summer in the, uh, in, in the gym. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, do my best to, to keep a good schedule that way, be disciplined, uh, get in the weight room. You know, obviously I think a big thing is going to be my diet, you know, eat some pancakes, you know, peanut butter and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I think the big thing for me, like I said, it's just, is putting on that weight, but making sure I don't lose my speed putting on that weight and things like that. So, um, I think, you know, that that's going to be a big focus for me right now.
0: And I know you haven't been able to get a, a game of professional action, get in a game of professional action yet, but just kind of stepping on the ice and practicing with the Rockford IceHogs and practicing against grown men. How, how's that, that kind of feeling compared to, you know, going out there and being, and playing college hockey?
2: No, for sure. It's, it's, it's a lot different. I mean, it's not only the guys, but I think it's just the style of hockey. I think college hockey is a lot different than pro hockey. I think, You know, pro is a lot more, you know, geared towards, towards speed. You know, you got to be a little bit more slippery, a little bit more soapy out there. But I think, you know, it's important, you know, to to take the lessons I learned in terms of being physical in college hockey. But at the same time, I think having that speed has helped me adjust right now, especially too. You know, the last three weeks I've been able to to practice, you know, be with the guys and, you know, not only off the ice, but on the ice. You know, obviously I'm not in games, but I get a good understanding on on what the gameplay is like. And that's given me confidence, too. You know, I'm a lot more comfortable right now than I ever was. So I think it's just taking that into whatever games I do get, but that's what's going to help me.
0: I also got to ask you about growing up as the son of an NHL or for those who are listening to this right now, you might be wondering that last name Rolston sounds awfully familiar. Yes, because Ryder's father, Brian, played in the NHL for seemingly forever, won a Stanley Cup with the New Jersey Devils, of course. Can you kind of just talk to me about your experiences as a kid, growing up around the ice, around the rink, with your dad being an NHLer, and obviously how huge of an impact that made on you at a young age and wanting to be a professional hockey player as well?
2: Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest thing for me right now, like, a big attribute of mine is just how much I love the game of hockey like just my passion for it and I think you know that that wouldn't be as as big as it is right now if I if I didn't grow up around the game I mean I you know I had the the opportunity to to just be around NHL dressing rooms you know build relationships with other players not only my dad but just be submerged in that culture you know and then that as a kid has such a a big impact on just how you go about your daily life what you see you know what you aspire to be like I've never thought about doing anything but being a hockey player just because of that. And, you know, that on top of just the lessons that I've learned from my dad, obviously, you know, moving up the ranks in hockey, obviously now I'm starting my pro career. He's been through it. He knows, he knows the ins and the outs. He knows the experiences. He knows what I'm going to go through. And just having that backbone is, is so big because I I have him to lean on, you know, he's experienced it. And, um, you know, just having that, it, it gives me comfort because I know what to expect. And it's not foreign to me either. You know, there's kids that come into pro hockey and, you know, they're not too sure what to expect. But, you know, I like to look at it for me. It's just it's just another day. Like I've been around it my whole life. And and now I'm just doing it, you know, for myself instead of, you know, living it through him. So I think that part in itself has helped me so much.
0: I also wanted to ask kind of this is a, a two parter that goes along with having your dad be an NHLer as well at a pretty young age, you know, you were traded from the Colorado Avalanche to the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Did you have any idea whatsoever that that maybe was coming or was it just one of those situations where you got a call saying this is happening and then going along with that, how did your dad kind of help you through the ins and the outs of the business and you kind of finding that out at a young age?
2: Yeah, that was, it's kind of a crazy story. I was in class actually with my buddy. (laughs) No way. Yeah. And I, uh, I didn't really put two and two together that it was the trade deadline. Obviously like I was just drafted back in October. So, I mean, none of this really crossed my mind until I was getting a phone call and I looked down and it was Joe Sackick. And then I was like, Oh, you know, maybe something might be going on. I need
0: to step out of class real quick guys. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, I was, I was so excited that it was the Blackhawks. I mean, it was. I was in class with Landon Slaggart, Actually, he was sitting right next to me, and I mean, he was pumped too. But uh, I think just in terms of you know where the organization is rebuilding, wanting to get new players in, you know, moving towards that speed and compete, you know, that mindset, building through that, it's that's what's helping me right now. You know, I want to come in this organization. I think it's a good fit for me, and you know, I just want to contribute in any way that I can. I think that my style of play you know kind of goes hand in hand on what we want to do here and like you said the big thing with with my dad was you know he was super excited that I I was coming to this organization because it's more opportunity for me you know and I think that gives me confidence like I said but at the same time I was just ecstatic to be a part of this organization at the end of the day and um, just you know I'm happy that trade took place because I'm just I'm so happy to be here.
0: So I have to ask though did you grow up in Michigan were you a Michigan kid or were you bouncing around a lot because your dad was an NHL or obviously
2: yeah I bounced around a little bit but um I did grow up in Michigan I got back to Michigan my dad retired when I was 12 and then all the way up I grew up in Michigan so that's that's home for me
0: were you, were you a wings fan growing up or devil's fan how how was that
2: when my dad retired I was a wings fan I was a wings fan for sure I kind of hopped on that Detroit bandwagon so
0: so did you hear did you hear anything from any fans or friends or family being like oh the Blackhawks.
2: Well, it was more so when I got drafted the Avalanche because of the oh, full-time rivalry. Yeah, that was the big thing. And then, you know, w- once I got traded to Chicago, it wasn't as much. But, uh, yeah, when I was, you know, the short time I was in in that organization, that was the first thing everybody in Detroit told me.
0: That's funny. Uh, other than your dad, who were kind of some of your role models or idols that you kind of looked up to in professional hockey that, you know, made you also want to be a pro?
2: Yeah. um, Like I said, just the relationships, you know, that I built with, you know, guys, my dad played with, I think, you know, the biggest, the biggest three I would say are Miko Koivu, uh, Brett Burns and um Zach Parisi. Those are all kind of guys that I've been able to talk to throughout, you know, my career moving into pro. And if, you know, I, I need another, you know, outlook on things. And those are guys I can kind of reach out to and talk to, which is, has been awesome. And, you know, those are guys that, you know, I obviously, you know, watch all the time because I have a, you know, a bit of a relationship with them and and they've helped me a lot too throughout, throughout time. So those guys for sure.
0: All right. Ryder, last question I got for you before I'll let you on out of here. Uh, I did want to ask you about your relationship with Landon Slaggart the last couple of years being able to play for uh, Notre Dame together. And then you just mentioned you were in class with him. Uh, when you found out that you got traded to the Blackhawks, and he was obviously stoked about that. Another forward prospect that this organization is very high on. Talk to me about the friendship that you two have built together and what you like about his game, too.
2: Absolutely. I think, you know, it kind of stems back to even before college. I I met him and played with him at the National Development Program, and obviously, you know, at that point, we were both committed to Notre Dame, so we hung out together and, you know, sure as enough, got to college. And, you know, I can't say, you know, enough great things about him his family just everything that they've done for me and just the relationship that I've I've built with them over the years and obviously you know Landon's play speaks speaks for himself just with his speed his tenacity you know he's hard to play against he's a guy that's a thorn in your side all night and you know those players are, are hard to come by these days so you know I like to think that me and him have, have similar attributes as a player but also are are different in in our own ways and You know, obviously he's got a long career ahead of him and, you know, I can't say enough great things about him and and just a relationship that I've built with him over the years for sure.
0: Well, Ryder, thank you so much again for the time and whether it's, you know, in the coming days with Rockford or whether it's next season, we're very excited to see you in action, hopefully up on the NHL scene with the Blackhawks in the not so distant future.
2: Yeah, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.